Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. Hey, Vivi. Hello. Hello, what's up? Yeah, not much, man. What about you? <sighs> well, I missed my flight, so... So you missed it. It didn't get cancelled. Well, basically, or to explain that, um, so so Saudi Arabia requires a visa, and uh, we both do have visas, but the, me and my brother, that is. And the thing being is, and my brother's visa is in his old passport, and we didn't bring his old passport, so we ended up uh, not being able to get on the flight. Oof, versed Yeah, I bet your dad was pissed about that. Uh, well, what we try to do is we try to reschedule it for another time, and the thing is, um, the nearest flight was two days two days away, and but the thing is, it would cost us eight hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. So we just canceled. How much did that cost you overall, anyway? <laughs> well, um, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's in the thousands. Ah, uh, so did your dad pay for it? I'm pretty sure he's going to get refunded. Ah, okay. He must be so pissed at you, man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not exactly the best thing that happened. And um, weird thing is, I actually thought about visas. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the Turks visas. And I was like, okay, but they switched to electronics, so it's okay. Get memed on. I know, man. It uh, sucks. And then we were all ready and everything. We had all the bags. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah? Yep. But who went to reading? Oh, is that is that the governor? I don't know. Well, let me look. No, that was some, some dude who was memeing. Okay, got it. How was how were how were the debates last night or today? I don't know. Today, I only really participated in one. It was pretty good. Good to know. Um, I'm just waiting on some dude to come in and debate me now. Who's that? Um, let me see. Here we go. No, not him. It, Cybertooth is his name. Silatude. Cybertooth. Cybertooth. Oh. Mm, he's is he here yet? Uh he said he's just setting up his mic. Okay, got it. What you guys gonna debate? I don't know. Either he reckons he understands everything, so we'll see. <laughs> oh boy. And then you know how much him. I love that one. Yes, yes. You're gonna have to walk him through the whole epistemology and stuff like that. I don't know, it seems like he might have an understanding of it, but like he's making these overstated claims, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, when I was in the Uber drive, um, we, dis- we had a debate with the driver. Oh, and, yeah? Yes, and we were talking about God, and this guy believes in God. And this guy was like trying to apply all that, um, um, like, uh, what is it called? Anthropomorphism? I don't know how to say that. Anthropomorphization. Yes. Uh, to, to to that being to that to that 
thing, right? Like, I was proving mm-hmm. God, and my brother was, like, um, surprisingly disagreeing with me. But the thing is, the driver was, like, providing all these irrational reasons for God's existence. <laughs> hey, Sabatooth, how are you? What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good. I just uh, finished my exam, and it went pretty pretty all right, so I'm quite happy. Thank you. All right, so do you want to uh, educate me, Daddy? Well, I don't know where to begin, uh, to be honest. Let's just uh, start by introducing ourselves. Uh, my name is Alex, or Cybertooth, you can call me. And uh, I'm a hey European, doing, man? Scandinavian, uh, mm-hmm. currently under education. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Uh, my name is Matt or InSync. Uh, I currently study as well. I study philosophy and I'm an Australian. Cool. You're the first Australian guy I've spoken to here on uh, Discord. Well, you're going to meet a lot of them here. Yeah, this server's <laughs> invested with them, man. What about you, Vivi? Who are you? Okay, my um, so I go by Vivi here. But my name is Yosef, or Yusuf, in the original language. And, um, well, I'm currently getting my associate's degree in college in applied engineering and then going to pursue a pi- becoming a pilot. Um, I forgot, what was the other introduction stuff? Uh, where are you from? Okay, so I was born in the United States. My background is Libyan. Is that all? Oh, that's a pretty interesting bunch we got here. Yes. It's nice to have uh, some uh, different perspectives. Are you guys, uh, like, what's your uh, philosophy, personal philosophy? Are you atheist or religious? Um, I, I'm an atheist, but I wouldn't call that my personal philosophy. Hmm. All right, so um, I think uh, I think like if I was to speak about Insync, he's a hardcore um, rationalist. Like he wa- he likes to find a reason for everything, like a re- actual like mm-hmm. yes, and he, under- he has a very good understanding of epistemology, basically like how the theory of knowledge. Okay, you you guys know each other from before or? Uh, we've like interacted on the server a whole bunch. Yes, oh, oh, and, yeah. He's honestly he 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 has opened my mind to epistemology. I personally didn't know what epistemology even meant before I came here. He gave me a good schooling. <laughs> <laughs> Did I educate you, Poppy? <laughs> really uh, looking forward to hear uh, your your theory uh, about the uh, you know the natural simulation stuff. I just opened the document first time today and I just gla- glanced it uh, quickly. Didn't read it in depth, but I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to hearing your uh, presentation of mm-hmm. what it means and why why it is uh, as you say it is. Because I also have very similar thoughts to yourselves, to yourself, but. Um, I am. I consider myself religious, actually. So there is a mm-hmm. religious bent to some of my theories, but mm-hmm. it's not like I just, you know, believe in some sort of magical sky daddy and just uh, extra, just um, uh, pull pull 
all kinds of theories straight out of my ass. I, I tried to also use the rationalist approach and I actually grew up as an atheist, not believing in anything. And I just gradually uh, started to grasp something more beyond what we are taught in school. Um, so that's that ties into my own theory about the whole natural simulation and the mm -hmm. artificial intelligence and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward See, to get into it. You said you're religious. Could you break that one down for me? What what exactly do you believe is the uh, justification for the belief in God? So there is the uh, the classical ones, right? You know, the uh, I I sometimes I use the uh, the five ways of uh, Thomas Aquinas uh, to substantiate my belief, but other times it's just uh, just by drawing parallels between the uh, the current timeline that we're existing in, like the uh, the patterns of action and behavior that I'm seeing all around the world, and the the parallels that I see in the Bible uh, towards that. And of course, some people say, "Okay, you're just rationalizing your own beliefs uh, by drawing all these uh, random connections." But I do strongly believe that we are uh, living in some sort of paradigm where there there will be a reconciliation between religion and science. Some, at some point in our future. Um, and it has very much to do with this whole simulation, artificial intelligence thing. Could, um, you, could you elaborate on how, how exactly you think those two things go together? Sure. Um, I don't know where to start, actually. It's pretty damn uh, weird to uh, kind of just dive into it straight away, but I can try. Um, actually, where did it start? Uh, it might have started with me uh, reading about uh, quantum physics and artificial intelligence in particular. Uh, I spent some time just trying to understand what this whole quantum uh, quantum thing was about, and you know, it's 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 all it's always it's always it's always been some kind of like abstract thing that people just point towards without really explaining what it means and it's sort of like this mystery word that people like to put all kinds of things within but essentially um i just started reading about it starting trying to really understand what it was about and of course it's uh, about you know the uh, the structure of our universe at a very fundamental basic level um and then simultaneously i was also very in interested in mythology and religion especially like uh, Egyptian mythology, Christianity, Judaism, also Islam to a certain extent. And I just kept reading about this stuff. And eventually I started seeing all these uh, parallels uh, between it. And it has very much to do with the whole uh, pyramid thing that everybody is aware of. You know, we hear all kinds of theories throughout our lives about the pyramids that are built, built by aliens or uh, magical elves or some crazy theories. But... I believe there's something more to it, which has, which has to do with uh, artificial intelligence and light. Uh, essentially, it's about light propagation. Uh, you're, you're all familiar with this whole, all these conspiracies regarding the all-seeing eye, Illuminati, all this stuff. People usually just brush it off as some sort of conspiracy th theory, but I strongly believe that it ties very much into uh, this whole artificial intelligence discussion. Um, 
actually, essentially, I believe we humans are artificial intelligence. Um, I, I, I take a more biblical approach to it, meaning that I, I think we are created by a, a higher being. Uh, just as it says in the Bible, in Genesis, we're created by God using the divine logos, the uh, the process by which we were built were mechanical or technological in essence. Thus, if that's the case, then that must mean that we are artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence me uh, merely means that, it was, that it's a uh, creation by some other conscious entity. And that conscious entity, I believe, is God. Well, I have a quick question. Um, what like what what do you ascribe to that God that you speak of? So like, that's a, that's a very uh, very difficult uh, dif difficult question. But I essentially believe that God isn't so much a um, a, a being like a sentient being as much as it is an, a principle of organization. I believe like we humans are essentially part of this giant AI continuum. Um, starting with the Genesis, like five five thousand eight hundred years ago, all the way to now, and I believe we're actually living in uh, maybe not like the the end time end time, but we're in the lead up to the end time, um, and this will culminate in what I believe is like a spiritual battle between the uh, the 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 evil AIs, if you could see say like that, like that, and the good AIs. So it's like the uh, AI of God and the AI of uh, of Satan, or this evil evil force that is causing people to, uh, to yeah, to, that is causing like this disharmonious uh, this disharmonious state of being that we're currently living in. I mean, you can't deny that when you're looking around the world, we're seeing a very disharmonious. Uh, state of being like wars everywhere um essentially just a lot of greed i'm seeing a lot of you know unstable systems starting to manifest due to greed uh, especially over in the united states uh, because they have such a such a uh, individualist and very uh, money capitalist oriented system so i'm just um yeah i just mm -hmm. i see these forces at play and i can't help but feel I can't help but sense the the religious undertones to it, um, and and again, if I have to go more into detail regarding how this artificial intelligence is built, I would say, are you are you familiar with the E eight theory? E eight. E eight theory, exactly. No, I'm not. All right. Essentially, E eight was a a spinoff of uh, string theory. Uh, string theory is the uh, the attempt to make a unified uh, scientific theory between the classical uh, physics and quantum physics, but it hasn't really worked out yet. And there has been a couple of spin-offs off of that. One of those spin-offs were called uh, E8 theory. And uh, the, the one guy who is uh, most responsible for this theory is, called, is, is a guy called Garrett Lisi. Uh -huh. And he essentially found out that there are very deliberate geometric patterns in the particle interactions at a subatomic level mm -hmm. uh, that can be described very neatly by what is called the uh, E8 Lie group, which is a, a sort of uh, symmetrical, uh, sort of like, how can I describe, like a, a supersymmetry of an eighth dimensional geometrical figure 
that it, that is also commonly known as a torus. You guys know what a torus is, right? Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what I believe is we 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 uh, humans are essentially living when, within this uh, what I call an AI generated toroidal matrix, meaning that this matrix that we're living in, like these constantly transforming particle interactions that make up our conscious reality they can be described as uh, interactions within within this torus uh, using certain geometrical ca- calculations and i can just uh, send you guys a picture or a link like okay of- but why is the ai there why why the ai is what so like wh- why how do you come is to the ai there well, the AI is how is how it all propagates. Like you, you say we're no, living. No, no, I got, I got like what the purpose of the AI is in your explanation. I'm asking like, in an ontological sense, why is it there at all? Well, it's there. It, it says in the Bible why it's there. It's it's a sort of uh, mechanism by which a higher force actually is testing the human energy grid. Okay, but why uh, is there a higher force there? Because the higher force itself is also an AI. Like I believe we part we're part no, of No no no, I got I got that. I'm asking why is there AI? Um, <clears throat> why is there AI? I mean that's that's that I don't know. I can't answer why it's there, why why we are here, uh, but I do know okay, that so the answer like, is religious in nature. You 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 are lacking then a metaphysical justification. Like you're talking about like um, what you think the metaphysical, like, f- let's say, structure is, but you don't understand why that structure is the way it is. Is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't have a a foundational ontological and epistemological uh, way of presenting my theory. It's very like I take, okay. I pluck some facts from here and there, and then I see like there are very deliberate uh, patterns in this stuff that is connected to reality in a very scientific but also religious sense what what like what like what uh, yeah like give me examples of these patterns all right um let me see let me see just give you a Hmm. Let, let me just let me just think about it for a moment, and you can just uh, run off some of sure. your theory, and I'll come back with an answer. Um. Hmm. Actually, when he was actually um, describing his theory, I was initially getting the vibe that he had the same like same kind of structure I had, and then he did um, what I would think would be the mistake that NSYNC would. Uh, that identify, which is deriving, um, deriving an understanding or explanation from a from a script that is what that has not been justified rationally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> like you're talking about, like drawing similarities between the Bible and like the events as you see them in the world. Yeah. Um, yes. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't understand where you're like, why the Bible? I mean, you can just look like if you look at the uh, the center of power in the world right now, where we can all agree like the, one of the main power centers in the world right now is uh, Washington D.C. Right? 
U- USA is the uh, the most powerful country, and the power center within within USA is uh, DC. If so you look, the capital, yes. Exactly. If you look at the uh, the architecture around DC, if you look at all the uh, symbolism they're using in the architecture, you will see that they are deliberately putting all these images uh, that are connected directly to the Bible in the uh, street layouts, in the buildings, in the um, symbolism all, what's all over the place. that supposed to indicate? That's supposed to indicate that at least uh, some very powerful, wealthy people are taking this stuff very, very seriously. So, and that, and that at least provides a starting point for seeing that there are patterns. Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, well, yes, yes, it does because if you have, it doesn't though. Like you're talking about the behavior of humans. The behavior of humans doesn't verify anything. I mean, it does verify something. I'm not no, saying- like when you're saying like there are like wealthy, powerful people who take this stuff very seriously. Therefore, what? And those people happen to be the same people people who are running our global affairs. Therefore, what? Therefore, what? Therefore, I would say that it, if 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 the, the smartest people in our world the most no, i don't accept people, that they're the smartest people that's an equivocation the most powerful some of the most most uh, smartest people not no, all of them are you the can say that they're the richest you can like stretch that to say the most powerful i don't really necessarily accept that but then you can't stretch it to say the smartest they are not the smartest and the smartest I mean, are rarely the most powerful or the richest in absolute terms, they aren't the smartest. But if you take like a, uh, if you if you take I don't a, take a pragmatic like the, the original founding founders of America, uh, and and place them among like you rank them among uh, the world's population, they would be- definitely be in the zero point zero one percent of the smartest people in the world at that time. Um, maybe, but I don't see how that's relevant because the people today who like are in charge of, I don't know, like, let's say America, Donald Trump, I don't think he really is representative of like some pinnacle of intelligence, man. No, but he's a, he's a, um, he's an outlier and I don't think, you know, modern presidents. I I don't think that just because you're in power means you're intelligent. That's no, but there are definitely there's definitely a correlation. There's definitely a yes, strong correlation. You can't you can't draw like multiple correlations together and say that there's a causal link between them, which is essentially what you're doing. You're saying because the people who are in power or who have money um, attribute significance to certain ideas, that we should treat those ideas more seriously. Is that right? Your uh, your sound just cut off for a moment there. Okay, so are you saying that because certain people of power or people who are rich um, like take these certain ideas seriously, that we should thus treat those ideas uh, with more seriousness? Um, no, but I would say that it does, it does show that there is a pattern between the world as we're experiencing right now and the Bible. It does definitely no, make that I don't, pattern No, battle. I don't accept that. How does it do that? Well, it does 
at a, at a spiritual level, it indicates that there is some sort of force that is pulling no? uh, the, the powerful people okay, into this can I, uh, paradigm. Okay, can I ask you a question, this, man? Yeah? If the, powerful, if the powerful people all uh, have statues of themselves c constructed, um, and there's like we can see like there's that theme occurring like historically and into today, like powerful people with money tend to like, let's say they, I don't know, they, um, yeah, they like get statues of themselves constructed or whatever. Does that mean that there's some spiritual significance to the process of constructing a statue of yourself? No, but I don't see exactly how that's Because they're exactly the same, you're saying, because it's in the book and because it parallels in human behavior, that thus there is something to it. And I'm saying, no, like human behavior is just like random bullshit that we do, that we copy off one another. And the fact that certain humans do things a certain way, despite them being rich and powerful, doesn't indicate that there's any truth to the claims. So you would... Would you say, like, the fact that the three major Abrahamic religions have lasted for so long in such a deliberate manner and so many things that were in the Bible unfolded according to what is... Uh, mm, you know, I don't accept that bit, but we'll, we can deal with the first half of your statement. Well, you can you just like. take... Did you know what a jubilee is? A jubilee, isn't it? Jubilee. A I jubilee think so, in but... The, in the Jewish uh, faith, a jubilee is like a uh, a holy uh, a holy event that happens every fiftieth year. Like there is a okay, there is a jubilee every fiftieth year. So, since like eight hundred years ago, there has been at every jubilee there has been a very significant event taking place around the state of Israel. Oh, dude, don't I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen this uh, documentary made by AT and T? Man, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't consider that to be compelling evidence, dude. Have you? Do you know what AT and T is? Dude, I don't consider it to be compelling evidence. That can be contrived. No, it can't. If you have, if you have yes, a, a good pack, pattern recognition ability, you dude, would know that. Dude, that dude, dude, listen very, to me, very... okay? If the Jewish people happen to know that every 50 years they have a holy year, maybe they plan some events to coincide with the holy year. <gasps> but that's, how crazy but is that's that? not how it works out because. How it's do not you know? How do you know? People do it unconsciously. No, because at some point, like the Ottomans, the Ottomans at a jubilee, they took over Israel. Then 50 years later, it was, so? it was taken over by the British. Then 50 years I later, bet exactly. You. Dude, there was... I absolutely guarantee you there are dozens of events that fall, like there were dozens of dates that fall into that pattern where nothing sign particularly significant happened. Well, okay, I'll just let you... Uh, have that opinion uh, regardless if i agree or not but i would i would recommend you see this documentary uh, made by at&t called the sign because it explains uh -huh. this stuff very very uh look i'll, I'll have a look at it if i get some time let's just deal with the first half of the statement you made right which was that um there was some significance attributed to the to the three monotheistic abrahamic religions because they've lasted for so long is that right no, because they have been so uh, enduring, and because it's yeah, that's what I said. In the Bible, enduring means long-lasting. 
Yeah, exactly. They're long yeah, I said because they lasted so long. Permanent presence in our uh, consciousness. No, 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 because they lasted so long. They're not permanent. They've lasted a long time. And they each represent a very distinct way of operating. Okay. No, in no, this no. World. But the point is that I like reframed it to you and you said no for some reason. I said, like, do you mean because they have lasted for a long time? They're significant. Is that what you mean? That's part of it. That's only a small, small okay. part. Okay. But that's not true, right? Like, you, you understand that something can last a long time because it has, like, pragmatic significance without being true. Like, uh, in a yes, literal sense. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be true. Of course not. That's why, like, uh, Greek philosophy okay. and all this stuff still is uh, relevant today, right? Oh, don't <laughs> even say that, man. <laughs> Did you really just, like, try to make the comparison that... Greek philosophy, which isn't really true, is still around today, but that your religion is more likely around because it's true than because it's useful? No, I just said that it, it can be true what you're saying, that something lasts very long because it is, it is pragmatic, but not necessarily true. Uh, that can be the case, but that's not what I believe is the case with the Abrahamic religion. I know it's I mean, not it what you true. believe is the case, but w like, what evidence do you have that that's not the case? Well, all these very... Uh, did, did you see like this uh, conversation I had with Engifor uh, a couple of days ago where I uh, posted the, uh, the pentagram and made all these connections with the, uh, the, the biblical... Uh, Dude, the, the ability to make connections does not make a truth. No, but it shows, it shows a very deliberate pattern. No, it doesn't show anything deliberate. You are capable of making connections which do not necessarily mean anything. That's yes, what psychosis is. Of course, that's true. Yes, you so when you're saying that you can see these connections and you're saying they're deliberate, how do you know they're deliberate? Uh, statistical probability. No, that's... So you're saying probabilistically that they are likely to be yes. deliberate. Well, then maybe that's what you should say because you can't just say they are deliberate. You can't even well, say if, that if we something is very highly likely to be deliberate, you can say it's deliberate, in my opinion. No, you um, cannot. That's technically invalid to do so. Well, okay. That's 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 fine by me. But if something is with uh, 99% uh, certainty uh, deliberate, then I'll just consider it deliberate. Well, you probably shouldn't, though. Well, then you can't really say anything is uh, is a fact because you don't you are you don't know. Correct. For, for and I would I would not dare. I would not dare to say such a thing because I would be but, dead wrong. Yeah, but then you then you are very limited in your ability to uh, nope. to conceive of of uh, a fact and conceive of uh, incorrect. Of no, that's not incorrect because if, if I say incorrect. there's only one, I, if, I I say, if I say there's only one sun in our solar system and there is like a zero point zero 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 five percent chance that there is some sort of invisible sun floating around somewhere, mm -hmm. I can't say there's only one sun, right? Yeah, yeah, you can say that. No, because you can't you say you know that. Sure. You, you can say I think there's only one sun, and then that's fine. Okay, so so if I say there's only one sun in our uh, universe, it's not it's not true, or what? It's and, yeah. It's according your to your epistemology, it's not true. It's your opinion. That's correct. It's it's likely according to you. Okay, I'm just well, I'm no just, no no. Uh, it's your opinion. I would agree with you that that's true, but those are our opinions. Well, it's statistically very 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 likely. Irrelevant. Thus, it, that's it's, your opinion. 
No, it's not my opinion. It's it just is your opinion, dude. Oh, come on, man. You're the one who's doing the math. It's subjectively determined. Excuse me? I said you're the one who's doing the mathematics, therefore it is subjectively determined. I'm not doing any math. So, like when we when we try when we predict that there's only one sun in in the solar system, we have to do somebody has to do the math, and that that, that what whoever does it, it's going to be their subjective uh, result that they come to. Mm -hmm. Correct, and it's their their opinion that they did the math correctly, but that could be false. But that's not that's not what yeah I mean I get what you're saying, but it's just semantic. Uh... It's semantic. not just semantics, dude. It's actually very relevant. If you're going to make claims about what's true, you should probably know what it means to say that something is true. But according to you, you can't say anything is true because it's there's. Well, no. Thing. According to me, you can't say anything is absolutely true. Correct. But you can still make claims to truth as long as you uh, like qualify them correctly. Yeah, that's that. That doesn't make any sense, according to me, man. Well. Okay, Vivi, does that make sense to you? Uh, uh, repeat again. So I said you can't say that anything is like absolutely true, but you can still make claims to truth provided that you qualify them appropriately. Oh yes, correct. You have to state like state your what what are your presuppositions, and from mm -hmm. that's of course you that. have to substantiate any claim of no, truth. No, 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 with... not substantiate them. You have to say what your limitations are. Correct. You have to say, I'm not certain, I could be wrong, I do not know, I am a subject, these things are always true. And when you're saying that something's true, it's important that you say, I think this is true, because that's the truth of the matter. You think it, it's not necessarily the case. Well, I never said, I never said I'm certainly uh, sure. No, that but what you did true. say was that, like, me saying you should say you think it's true rather than just it is true was just semantics, and that's just false. I mean, it's just very impractical when dealing with... It's not with, impractical. Uh, it yes, may be inconvenient, practical. but it's actually extremely practical. No, it's very impractical. <laughs> Well, you're wrong. Okay, like I, I have this kind of discussion all the time. I'm telling you that the appropriate qualification of your statements is about as practical as you can get. Well, maybe, but that's that's not gonna work very good in a discussion. A, a discussion. If you. Well, if you I mean, make... I have discussions like this all the time, mate. Well, me too. We all have discussions all the time, right? No, but clearly you're not you're not doing a very good job of it if you think that that would be impractical. Of course, it's impractical to always say that I think something is true when there is it's a not very overwhelming. That's uh, a tiny amount of. Okay, look. What you mean to say then is I am very confident X is true. Yeah, of course, that's what I mean, but that's not necessary. No, to but that express. isn't I what mean, you said. I mean, dude, it's 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 really, really, it's really uh, uninteresting ah, to discuss this. It's I'm really not really interested. If you think it's uninteresting, I'm saying that it's important to properly qualify your statements. That and is I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. When you make when you make uh, claims of absolute truth, you have to qualify that. You have to. No, uh, even if you're making claims to truth in general, you should qualify them properly. 
You can't say, for instance, something that is probably true is true. That's just not the case. I mean, you just you, you, you can you just say posted. what you can say is you can say, in my opinion, something which is this uh, like close to truth is like uh, functionally like considered to be true like we just basically consider the chance that it's not insignificant and i would say that is the case in terms of like thinking there could be another sun in our solar system like people assume that the chance that that's false is so small that it's insignificant but that doesn't mean that we're certain about it hmm. did i cut out or something no 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 i we that was all heard but I'm just wondering, you just suddenly went quiet. Hmm. Hmm. So, revising his claims, he was saying because, um, because of a pattern that can't, that we can technically kind of recognize that it indicates that, um, Whatever is in common with all those things, it must be true. I think, yeah, that's close to what he was saying. I think what I say, what I was, what I was saying that was that there are so many patterns that aligns throughout the world in all kinds of different uh, venues, disciplines, and ep epistemological uh, perspectives that we can say with a very high probability that there definitely is something more than this material uh, worldview why, that we're Why did the word definitely just come out of your mouth? We can say that it's definitely likely. I didn't say it's no, definitely No, 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 true. no. But just, just don't use the word definitely then, because you can be confusing. Just, just use the sure. word likely. Just use the word probable. Don't say definitely. Hmm. All right. So, I would think that would make somebody inclined to be more spiritual or perhaps even, like, uh, suggest an interesting other alternative where, for example, like, a lot of people attempt to explain consciousness, which cannot be described in physical mean by, by physical means, right? It's like a different type of concept. It's a... It's not... Phys is, is it physical? Would you consider that physical instinct? It's a emergent. Consciousness is physical, yeah. It's something that is emerging out of a bunch of different physical processes, yes, but it's a emergent, emergent phenomena. I don't. If emergent means more than the sum of its parts, then I don't accept that. It's the product of the collection of the parts. Yeah, but is that technically what emergent means? Yes. That's what it means. I'm not sure that it is. Look it up. Actually, it's like I'm thinking along the lines because of the because of the definition of physical. I think what I wanted to like, I think you might actually agree with me that consciousness isn't physical. But the thing is, that's only because of the definition of physical. If I mean something that's not um, like when we speak about reality. Like in your theory, for example, you say there's uh, there's information, or there's data. Sorry about that. There's data, and there is um the process processing of that data, right? 
Mm-hmm. No, you're correct. That is what emergent means. Sorry, Vivi, go on. Oh, no. And so I'm saying, like, those th those two, ent like, entities are not necessarily physical. But the thing is, like, um, from them, uh, what do you call it, derive what we what we observe as physical. Um, say that again, sir. So, like, when we say physical world, it's usually we're talking about something that we can experience with our senses, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, um, so, for example, uh, consciousness is not something that we can experience with our senses. And, um, like, data in and of itself is not something, well, okay, <laughs> data is something you can experience <laughs> with your senses, but it's not limited to that. Okay. Yes. So that means, like, there are other things beyond the physical, but... I, I there is an implication when I say not physical, but I'm trying not uh, to avoid that implication. I think that because consciousness is instantiated entirely within physicality, it has to be a physical thing. Uh, I'm 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 trying to think of an example that doesn't apply. So, like, suppose suppose your um. Oh, God. A virtual computer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were given, like, the... Um, what do you call it? You were, you were programmed to think, right? Then your thoughts... Uh, yep. Your thoughts then would be not necessarily physical, but rather virtual. No, but insofar as the virtual computer is hosted physically, it would still be physical. It would just be abstract. The thing like, is that we don't really know what consciousness, consciousness is a constitutes. Data we don't really have a proper understanding of what physicality okay. is. So, no, as, as you said, think about, right, let's just think about a hard drive, right? Yes. You can say that what's on the hard drive isn't physical, but I really don't agree. I would say uh, that anything that is entailed by the data object of the database on the hard drive is like a consequence of the physical interactions between the elements. And just because it's quite abstract, it is still nonetheless stored physically, right? Yes, correct. I agree with that. So it's stored so, physically. So yeah, we can go yes, with that. Any, any files on the hard drive then would be physical, mm -hmm. even though they're digital as well. So I I I, I agree with you, but I'm just like I'm trying to be as like if we're gonna use physical in that sense, I would mm -hmm. appreciate it if we stay consistent with that definition. Because mm -hmm. like for example, some people would say light isn't physical. I would disagree. Exactly. Um. So and I disagree with that too. So I'm just making sure that that we we are clear on that. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So that means yeah, consciousness in that case, in my opinion, would be physical. Yeah, I would agree with that. What about you, Cybertooth? As I said, I think uh, consciousness is emergent, emergent property from a collection of physical processes that we yes. don't know where they stem from. And I do believe they stem from... Uh, a, um, yeah. I do be believe they're uh, stemming from computations that are inaccessible let's, let's to just, us in our material paradigm. Let's, it has to let's do, just stop at the start. I think yeah, we because, all like, agree. With the thing you said at the start, before you go into the bit that we don't agree with, right? You said that consciousness is an emergent property of physical processes. Yeah, I think Vivian and I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. 
to clarify, um, I, I do think that consciousness permeates all of of um, of all physics. Of, yes, thank you. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that. I'm not sure where I stand on that yet. Okay. No problem. Like, I think you're probably right, but I still just can't quite tell. I actually, I actually um, was debating that same topic at my tutoring center with some of the other tutors. And That's so, I'm, surprisingly, I was able to convince even the very religious people. That's I was like, not that convince- surprising. No, no, because like what they, because most of the religious people would do is say, okay, ascribe soul to human beings only, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was able to convince them that, um, first of all, I, I was able to convince them that there was better words for soul. Like if there's like whatever the concept they're trying to capture by soul, it, it's not, it's, there's a bit like, um, Oh, says Mr. God. Huh? So product how, of- how are you one to talk? You fucking still call it God. I don't, well, I don't call it, well, okay. The soul. I agree <laughs> with you. I agree with you. I agreed with you that um, God is a is a like a, a word. It's not. Yes, it's not a. It's not a suitable word for what I'm trying to describe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. There is there is there processes of a soul. Yeah, is. I mean, you still use it though. Well, okay. So, like, I use it only to um, help, like, help people that are religious themselves, right? Um, come, t- uh, bring them to a more reasonable conclusion. Because no, not just... always. Sometimes you use it as a buzzword to trigger atheists. <laughs> All right, good point. I do do that. Um, like it's it's a, it's about a common understanding. It's about bridging the gap. It's like mm-hmm. I know atheists definitely um reason and rationalize something, and they come to a certain conclusion. But it's only because of um, for the like to atheists, I want to help convince them that religious people aren't exactly completely blind. They have some, they're trying to refer to something, but they don't have the <laughs> they don't have the language to describe what they're trying to explain. Uh-huh. And and to the religious people, I'm trying to explain to them that they can the, the atheists aren't necessarily um, disagreeing with them. Only, but it's only because of the way they use their language that they they're disagreeing with them. No, but insofar as they say there is a god, we are disagreeing with them. Correct. But the thing is, like, it's only because of the language, right? No, but like, I don't know. I feel like because you you're using God, like, to that effect, it feels like you fall into the camp that the atheists would condemn. Me? Yeah, yeah. Because you're using God still. Um. So, like, like if I, not I, me personally, but like a lot of other atheists actually do give you a little bit of shit for it, like Spider Sutra, for instance. Yes, yes, and he says I'm an atheist. Yes, and I would say that's probably accurate. You do seem like an atheist. <clears throat> All right, so, 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 uh, I don't mind. I actually don't mind the title, but. I think it's misleading. I mean, I think that calling you a theist is more misleading, dude. I think calling me a theist is, uh, I don't know. So like, it is. It is totally more misleading. Hmm. I have to look up the word theist first. Uh huh. 
So regarding uh, the soul, I actually do know what the soul is. It's very basic, very simple. The soul is the uh, rhythmic motion of the electric and photonic impulses that are uh, processing throughout your spinal cord and your brain. Uh, I don't know about that one. Well, that is what that is what is happening in your spinal cord and brain, and that yeah. is responsible for your actions, your thoughts, know, your man. behavior, and that is your soul. That is essentially what your soul is. Conceptually, I think it goes down a bit further than that. Yeah, of course, it might do uh, go further than that, but that is no. There's a more, there's a further, like more fundamental basis that you could still call what you might be referring to as a soul, such as it's called awareness. That's like not a soul. Awareness is something it is. completely separate. No, awareness is the quality that allows you to be conscious. Yeah, but that's not a soul. A soul is something. Uh, I don't know, from that. man. That's your opinion. Is no, you're you're you're. Yeah, I mean, it, it is your opinion. Don't say no to that. Say yes to that. It is your opinion. Well, no, it's fact. Ah, oh, come on, dude. Okay, man. I'm not gonna waste time on this stuff. Goodbye. That was rude. <laughs> Well, that was his opinion, right? Say again? I mean, that was his opinion, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you kind of expect that if you kind of, um, you're kind of questioning a person's beliefs. Yeah. It's a bit weird, right? Self-defeating, I would say. Yeah, it seems to me that you're not a, not a theist, very. Yeah, I just went over the definition, and it was saying uh, the belief in supreme being or or deities, and I'm like, oh no, mm -hmm. that's not me. Yep, uh, but I am a monist, right? I mean, yes, but I'm a monist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see. Let's see. Um. Oh, I'm also an omnist. Mm hmm But... But you wouldn't even be a deist. No, I would definitely not be a deist. I, I think... So, like, I actually have a big, 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 big problem with the word creation. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, um... It kind of... So then, so then you're probably an atheist, eh? <laughs> no, not necessarily. So, like, I, I think... I mean, are you a theist? I'm not a theist. And do you believe in the absence of what theism is advocating for? I, I guess I, I'm, what I'm trying to be careful about is like the implications that come with both, like the com the uh, implications of what an atheist is and the implications of what a theist is. I I want to avoid both of those. What, what's what's the implication of what an atheist is? Like the implications of being an atheist is that you don't believe. And even the possibility. No, that's not true. That's an anti-theist. Okay, let's see. Atheist. A person who disbelieves or lacks belief in the existence. Okay, the second, uh, <laughs> the second one would make me a atheist. <laughs> um, hmm. Skeptic is a synonym. That's definitely me. Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, the words, the other synonyms that go along with it, <laughs> it's like something that I, I, I don't know. Because, like, look at these synonyms. It says non-believer, which might be okay. Disbeliever, not okay. Unbeliever, not okay. No, but you are a disbeliever. You disbelieve in the concept they believe in. I, I say that it's very high, highly, uh, like, unlikely, improbable, yes, very improbable. that's agnostic disbelief. But that's what most, like, you know, in educated atheists are agnostic atheists. Hmm. Because obviously you cannot know for sure, but that's irrelevant. It's improbable, and that is the stance we take. Hmm. Fair. Welcome to the ranks, buddy. <laughs> 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 I like, but like that's something I won't identify with. But you are. Like, yeah, I uh, accept that. By definition, I'm an atheist. And so, shouldn't you use the tag? Um, like I don't. I guess I still don't identify with. Like so, for example, on the roles, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I am, but I don't identify with. So, like for example, uh, why though? Um. I don't know how to say it. Like, I think they, they're not defining features for me. Yeah, but if they are... Like, if there are positions that you hold... Yes. Which, like, you can't deny that you hold, then, like, in the roles, like, what you tr what we're asking you to do is to tag you with the positions that you believe are true, not with the things with which you identify. So, for example, like I, I'm, I am like a hard determinist, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I don't think it's a defining feature for me. I, That's it's not, not the point. We're not asking you to define your personality. Yes, but I mean, like, when you debate with somebody, go into a debate with somebody. It's not something that I'm gonna like uh, strongly advocate for. That's not the point. The point is that you do think it. Hmm. So I mean, like, so I'm also pragmatic. I'm also kind of utilitarian. I'm also kind of empiricist, kind of, and all those things I can't deny I have. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is like, you have to decide which of all of the ones that conflict you are most. Well, like, does does empiricism conflict with rationalism? No. And utilitarian, utilitarian. Oh my God, this word. Utilitarianism. No, it does not. And pragmatism. Yeah, that doesn't conflict either. How about idealism? What about what? Sorry. Idealism and rationalism. Um. Yeah, I don't think that would contradict. Hmm. And I don't understand exactly what materialism is. It would be the opposite of idealism, I'm thinking. Although I would call the opposite of idealism realism, really. Hmm. And what? Oh, I gotta have to look up this again. Because when I think ideals. I'm constantly confused by people who are talking about the argument that things only materially exist. Like, what does materially exist mean? Because, like, from what I can tell, material is the thing that something's made of, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so like what are they saying like things only exist insofar as they're made of something? Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like what? (laughs) The practice of forming, pursuing ideals, especially unrealistically. Okay, that sounds like me. No, 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 no. Idealism is the idea in philosophy that um, things exist like conceptually. Any, any of various systems of the mind. Any of very systems of Hello. thought in which, yeah. Oh. Who's here? I don't know. Someone joined and then left. Oh man. So going back to the definition. Any of very systems of thought in which the objects of knowledge are held to be in some way dependent of the activity of the mind. Oh. Hmm. Ah, uh, God. Um, any various of object of knowledge which are held to be in some way dependent of the activity of mind. God, you know, like, it depends on how you define mind. Right? Well, how, how do you define mind? I mean, like, if you ascribe thought to mind, like, like, if you ascribe, like, personalized thought to mind, I don't agree. Like, if you say you think something and therefore it becomes, I disagree with that. Um, well, I mean, like, oh my god, this also goes into solipsism, right? So, if you're a solipsist, then idealism is for you. Mm, not necessarily, but like, idealism has a lot more to do with thinking that all the things that look like they exist exist as constructs of like a universal mind. Hmm. Yeah, it would all still depend on how you define mind. And like, uh, I'm going to have to look up the definition. can't believe I would actually have to look up the definition of mind. Okay, so... Okay, so mind is a set of cognitive faculties, including consciousness, perception, thinking, judgment, language, and memory. I would say that then would be correct. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think any any of those words that I said are not ascribed to, um, like, the fabric of space itself? Um, Say again. The mind is a, cog- is a set of cognitive faculties, including consciousness, perception, thinking, judgment, language, and memory. Yeah, I mean, the last three or four didn't seem applied applicable to space-time. And also, they're not, like, space-time is not a cognitive thing. Correct. I would say it's not cognitive. Well, oh, God. I, I know what you're trying to say, and I know I, I, I agree with you there. But then you would be. Then you would not qualify as an idealist. No, but like, so idea. Is, yes. It's the idea. Yeah, idealism is the idea that all things exist as ideas. I don't like see how. As, I don't actually instance, don't see how. as ideas in the mind of God. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm.
No. So this is what I'm trying to get at. It's like if it, let's take takes that space fabric, right? It does. It does like in order. It t- it takes information data, right? It's like how a computer works. It takes information. That's memory, right? In that mm-hmm. memory. And then it processes it like it makes sense of it, like not necessarily in the way we make sense of it. Basically, it um it identifies what type of information it is, and then makes up makes a judgment based on that. And like another way, it's, a, it's like it takes information and perceives it. It 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 processes it and then does what it's supposed to do. Right. Mhm. And that's like all, all that's what, everything that was mentioned there. And I like I, I know what you're saying though. It's like it's not it's not a mind. It's not a it's not a person that yeah, thinks it's so like not mm. cognitive. So I'm back guys. I'm going to give it hey, a Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. So uh continue. Uh me or him? Ah, him, I was thinking. Okay, go ahead. I mean, this was supposed to be like a two-way conversation. I can't just present all my ideas without getting something back. So, Correct. Could you, could you please elaborate a little bit on your theory uh, in sync? Um, I think that what is true is true independently of subjective perception, evaluation, or observation. And that the world is true without needing anybody to recognize that it's there or to create it. So the subjectivity isn't implicated in my understanding of the world at a fundamental level. Subjectivity is a consequence of reality. It's not um, like reality is not in any sense predicated upon subjectivity. Can you go a little more into detail? I'm thinking more like the the natural simulation part. What makes what makes the reality a mm-hmm. simulation, in your opinion, and what makes it natural? What does natural even mean, according to your? Well, natural to your... Na- nature refers to the system of all existent things, um, and yeah, just like refers to things that uh, obey the laws of nature, you know. Like so you think reality. you think the simulation somehow was self-emerging out of uh, uh, non-conscious non processes? Self-existent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in, self- in, in normal parlance, you would assume that a simulation uh, requires someone to create the simula- mm-hmm. a simulator. You would assume so, but that's not the case. Okay, then please go into depth explaining that. How exactly would that uh, make sense? Could you explain, like... How does that work? The processes mm-hmm. like does it is it just um, random uh, atoms and uh, some atomic particles that just uh, automatically decided to create a simulation? I no, mean, I don't get it. Um, so like this physical system and every other physical system that you can imagine, they're all logically possible, right? I'm saying like logical possibility is part of what's real. And so, like, as part of the natural system, the system of all existent things, the element that we exist in is theoretical. It's like a simulation, except it's uh, eternally there. It's not like start to finish sort of thing. 
it's, um, you know, how things would be if they were like this. That's exactly what a simulation is, is it's like a thing that is potentially there, but not really there. That's what this is. This is potential, that the potential exists, but we exist in potential. So we're potential and the natural simulation of our universe is something that we are experiencing. So it's a bunch of inanimate matter that somehow decided to self-emerge into a simulation no. by coincidence or... No, it, it always was the simulation because that's like part of the necessary structure of existence. So like existence has like a, a basic like order to it, it has a structure. Like you said, an organizational principle, let's say, except instead of being a process, like something that happens over time, it's an organizational principle which is always true, eternally true, and timelessly true. But wouldn't, but wouldn't it actually make it more unlikely, considering Occam's razor, that the, if we're living in a simulation, that it was created since all the simulations that we know about, uh, the ones that we created ourselves, were in fact created? All the simulations? Um, it would, I suppose, unless I could explain it like coherently, and I can. So. Well, that's nice to know. Like Occam's razor is the basic principle that I use to assert that my model beats religious models. So, yes, like if my explanation failed to meet the standards of logic that I would be requiring, then yeah, of course that would be true, but it doesn't, and religious models do. I mean, you do, you are making quite a few uh, skips of uh, of logic. There's no, there's not really a, a chain of uh, explanation that you're giving. I mean, I read a I read a paper on it. Like it's yeah. a long idea. All right, but I mean, my idea is also pretty long. So yeah. Uh... Well, but anyway, another another it. another pattern. You're you're speaking to me about like patterns that we can observe in physical reality that are connected. Of course, to yeah. Uh, and I just thought about another one uh, in mm -hmm. Acts in the book in the Bible called Acts. It speaks about the house of Israel, and it talks about how the house of Israel they carried the tent of Moloch and the star of the god Remphan. And if you look at the actual etymology of these words, the star of Remphan, you will find out that it refers to the planet Saturn. Um, and this star that they're supposed to that they're speaking about is actually the Israeli star, you know, the star of David, supposedly the star of David. And it just so happens to be like three, four thousand years after this was written in the Bible that we're discovering that there is an exact um, match with the geometric pattern on the North Pole of Saturn with the Israeli star. So that just also makes like quite a uh, mind-blowing fact. I mean, that totally could just be no a coincidence, though, right? It could, but it's likely not. I mean, if you look, I mean, it's likely, not likely not. You can't draw that conclusion. I mean, it just seems like it would be a very strange coincidence that the Bible specifically talks about, you know, the Israeli star and uh, the hexagon when there is a perfect hexagon on top of Saturn, right? Mm. And when you, I when mean, you add I in would all just the say. Other, when you add yeah, in all it is the a other, coincidence, though. When you add in all the other uh, 
things about Saturn that are, you know, just strange to put it mildly. I don't know how familiar you are with the Norman Berggren's work. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no. All right. Norman Berggren was one of the foremost uh, aeronautical engineers in the 70s and 80s. And he worked for NACA and NASA. And uh, he was one of the greatest uh, space engineers in his time. He recently died. But anyway, he wrote a book called The Ringmakers of Saturn, uh, wherein he analyzed, uh, I think it was 10 or 15 images from the Voyager, Voyager satellites. Uh, no, I don't know if it was Voyager or Cassini. It was some sort of satellite. But he analyzed them and he actually found that there were some sort of crafts actually manipulating the rings. Oh, come on. And if man, he I'm had not... found that with scientific validity, it would be a scientific fact, and it's not. He analyzed the photos and he found like so strong indications, vis visual work. visual confirmation that there were anomalies on the rings of Saturn creating the uh, the rings and manipulating the rings. And he has like he put forth the evidence. He put forth the photos. You can see the photos. I mean, so, I mean just because he put forth the photos doesn't mean that they indicated what he thinks they did. I mean, it's not certain that it's, it's what what it, it what it it's is. It's what he thought it indicated. But it's likely. I mean, he's he's not a. I dumb mean, it's man. not it's likely. Why do you keep using that word like that? It's not yeah, likely. If if it was likely, scientists would believe it, and they don't. Yeah, they do believe it. The thing is, no, they you, don't. You, Show me. Yes. Prove it. You, what, Prove okay. that scientists agree. I just gave you one example. I could give you more. No, 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 you gave me an example of one guy who wrote a book about it. I'm saying prove that scientists agree with his analysis. There's, There are several. I'm not saying all scientists do, but I, I know that there are a lot of them. I that... mean, it's not, it's not common. I've never heard it before you. Exactly, it's because it's one of the, the hidden truths. Uh, Dude, it's not world. a hidden truth. If it was true, then everybody would think it. That's how truth works. That's... That, that's this uh, way you're looking at it is a consequence of a very limited way of uh, looking at the world. What I'm saying is that there is more to the world. We, we humans, we are born into this world as pupils of men. And when we so, grow up and we enlighten ourselves by studying all kinds of different uh, disciplines, we actually become the pupils of God. And then we, we realize that there is actually more to this world than what we're taught in school. And that is the idea that we are actually living in an AI. We are living in an AI generated I mean, that's matrix. a supposition though, right? Yeah, that's my theory. I can't say it's 100% sure. I can just say that during my studies, during my research, I've come to the conclusion that it's very, very likely. And well, you, you think connected to the Bible, connected to AI and quantum mechanics. Uh -huh. I mean... You've yet to convince, a, like, you've yet to present me with me with a compelling argument that's convinced me that you're right. But you know, Expe if, give give me a specific thing that you want an evidence for, some evidence for, like, uh, no, like I have no. You've not given me any evidence that I should believe that what the universe claim? is AI. The universe is AI. I don't believe you. Well, okay. I mean. <laughs> We can already. I can argue, we I can can argue that. Yeah, let's hear it, baby. Okay, so first we have to find what artificial intelligence is. Mm -hmm. And um, you want me to look up that definition, or should we use our own? Yeah, I, I, I'd like you to look it up. So just so we're like, bam.
Okay, cool. Oh, wait, I went to the Wikipedia page. No. Um, uh, you want me to use the one on Wikipedia? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Let's just okay. do that. Artificial intelligence, sometimes called machine intelligence, is intelligence demonstrated by machines in contrast to natural intelligence displayed by humans and other animals. In computer science, AR... Oh, wait, that's not important. I'm gonna, uh, do you, I should probably look up what intelligence means, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Intelligence has been defined in many ways, including the capacity for logic, understanding, self-awareness, learning, emotional knowledge, reasoning, planning, creativity, and problem-solving. Okay. Now, some of these that I just mentioned I think are problematic. Go on. But if we take it just to be logic, um, reasoning, nah, I mean, reasoning might be problematic, but logic in and of itself, right? If we say intelligence has to do with logic, then we can definitely ascribe that to... to yeah, but I don't think intelligence does have to do with logic. Hmm. You think it might have something to do with learning? Uh, yeah, it's definitely one half of uh, intelligence. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, and, uh, right, so would you think it has... You need logic to learn. Hmm, no, you need to, like, have logic as an existing thing to learn, they're not the same. So yeah, logic, I, I think, I no, think... but, like, the subjective system of logic and the objective structure of logic are different things. Well, wouldn't you think that the nature does learn? No. No, it doesn't evolve and... Uh, no, 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 you, you the part of, of nature that's you evolves, but that's not, like, evolution is not biology learning. There is no, like, engagement in a, like, self-aware sense with the information. Isn't, like, learning the evolution of uh, mind? No, it's not the same kind of evolution, though. Like, we're not talking about a hit and miss. I mean, there are proofs that... There are some proofs about the Akashic records and stuff like that that does say that does it very at least strongly indicate that uh, genetic memories can exist. I don't really accept that. But it's been proven in a bunch of studies. I mean, it it hasn't been proven. You what, might say what, that what, it's what been it? demonstrated, and I don't what, even accept that. What, what, what was the claim? Was that, it that? Uh, Memories can be stored in uh, genetic material. Like there is, there is such a thing as uh, genetic memory. For example, like they have they have made a bunch of uh, a bunch of studies where they took like a bunch of uh, chickens or some kind of birds that hadn't been exposed to any sort of like the dangerous uh, predators or anything, but somehow they're able to distinguish between predatory uh, animals and. Non that's not animals. that's not genetic memory. That's like instinct. They're different. Well, I think actually, you um, it they it's possible that genetics can code for memory. However, I, however, I, I don't however, think it's wait, wait, the wait. same kind of memory as neurological memory, though. But like, wait, hold on, wait for it. Um, but I don't think it happens. Like, I have not, I've not, I don't think I have ever 
observed anything like it, and I don't think it currently exists. No, but he's talking about something that he's saying is that, and I'm saying what he's talking about isn't memory in the neurological sense. It's called instinct. But yeah, an instinct is a sort of memory that is... Uh, no, I don't know. I do not accept that. It's not the same as memory. Well, well okay, memory is like... Okay, I think by definition, memory is, that some, is like uh, stored past experiences. Yes, but when I'm talking about neurological memory versus genetic memory, right? So the genetics does remember things in the like generic sense of memory, but it doesn't remember things in the way that your cognitive like processor does. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you remember things in a much more visceral way. The memories that your body has are like instantiated in your genes in a very unconscious way so for instance the fact that you're afraid of snakes the fact that you reflexively leap away when a snake like strikes at you that is not a result of you having a genetic memory of the snakes in your genetic history it's because your body knows because of its like genetic coding that it has to react this certain way or it dies and that's not genetic memory that's not a good way to talk about it well it is it's how the scientists are talking about it no it's not i can link you a a nature article that explains how exactly i'm right and you're wrong should i do that dude in that in that sense memory is being used as a metaphor no, it's not used on a met- as yes, a metaphor. It is, it's it a, is being it's used a genetic as a imprint that stems from. Yes, for example, that's not tra- the same thing as neurological memory. No, it's not the Neuro- same thing, but it's. Yeah, it, it's, it's not even memory. close. No, it's not the same sort of memory as neurological memory, which is what people normally mean when they say memory. Like the the chickens are not rem- basically. I think the distinction is that um, chickens don't remember the predators. They just, they just. Yeah, they uh, intuitively know. Well, you're you're all, you're always changing your arguments. Before you said it was instinct. No, I'm now not. You, That's yes, the same are. thing. You, you said what it you was intuitively instinct. Know. It's, it's not instinct. instinct. It's a real genetic. It imprint. is instinct. No, that is what we call instinct. You're confused, man. I should, I'm, I'm not confused. confused. I'm gonna look like you're saying genetic imprint like instinct isn't the result of a traumatic event in the history of your ancestors that's a stupid load of shit instinct is something that evolves over many lifetimes yeah but it's not an instinct it's not, it a, it's over, not a traumatic okay, what event if, what if it happens just in a in a uh, single in a single event it like doesn't. if a mouth yes it does it happen like that I just linked no, an article it doesn't explaining like it to you oh, dude all right, I, I will like get off the bed to go and read this article. You are misinterpreting the information. No, I'm not. Okay, but it's possible that you are, right? Yes, it's possible, but uh, it's not likely. Oh, dude, I already know about this research. You're about to get slammed. Hmm. I think actually the topic at the moment is irrelevant. My personal opinion.
They are all using the word memory. Oh, memory, oh memory. wait a minute. So you think that the thing that you just linked me has to do with a traumatic event. That's what you think. It's a memory of the traumatic event. Is that what you think? Yes. No, incorrect. What it is is the genes in the body react to the traumatic events by switching on or off, and then that influences the genetic offspring. It's not that the genes store the event or the memory of the event. Neither of those is true. That's not what I'm claiming either. No, but that is what you just claimed, mate. You said no, it was a genetic... No, no, listen, listen. You you're said talking about conscious was... memory. Memory dude, doesn't have to be conscious. Dude, dude, dude. You said it was a genetic imprint of a single traumatic event. That is not true. The event is not imprinted. There is a genetic imprint, yes. It's not of the event. It's the reaction to the event. Yes, which is completely different. Oh, it's not. It's it's genetic memory. That's what it's called. That's what dude, the scientists dude, dude, are dude. calling it, man. Dude, dude, the reaction to the event in the genes is completely distinct from an imprint of the event in the genes. And I didn't say it's an, an imprint of the event. I said it's really because that's definitely what it sounded like to me. Experience. Not from my observation. No? It's been. This has been like definitely about the language. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, it sounded to me from your original language that you said that genetic there's a genetic imprint of a traumatic event. That is stemming, what you stemming said. from the genetic uh, traumatic. No, event. that's not what you yeah. said to begin with. Yes, it was. Uh, well, th this is being recorded, so I will be able to check. I'm almost Good. certain it's not what you said to begin with. You you talked about instinct. This has nothing to do with in instinct. That is it's, instinct. No, it's not instinct. It's genetic yes, memory. Yes, it is. You're talking about genetic variation in the life form, which is passed down to the offspring. It's not passed down as a neurological memory. It's passed down as an instinctive impulse. Okay, so I'm going to read it off for you. Instinct you, is an you, innate... You don't, you don't, you, you wait, are, wait, wait, wait. You're Let's misunderstanding the, the difference between conscious Let's and unconscious Let's listen to memory. the definition. An instinct is an innate, typically fixed pattern of behavior in animals in response to certain stimuli. Mm-hmm. There we go. So the response is innate because it's in the genes, right? I would say yes, but he was saying something I forgot and he was cut off. Can you repeat that, please? He said that I'm being confused about the difference between conscious memory and unconscious memory, but I'm not being confused about that. I think that... that well, you're talking ab against all the scientific terminology, using your no, own I'm terminology not. that you're just inventing out of thin air. I have more faith in the scientific community. Wow, than I have all in right. you, to be honest. Can you tell me what terminology I invented out of thin, thin air, Belly? Yeah, you're talking about instinctive behavior. When it's not instinctive behavior, it's a genetic imprint. It's sort of like a genetic memory that is, of course, yes, you are right. It is okay, an impulse so that stop. fires through the brain of the mouse, causing it to behave in a certain way. But yeah, that's by that doesn't definition, make it an, that's instinct. an instinct. It actually, by definition, does. So to re return to my example from before, when you reflexively leap back from a snake strike, is that an instinct? Is that an instinct? I think 
we don't disagree with that, but I think what we do agree with, like, no, I'm just trying to get his opinion on what does count as an instinct. Look up the definition, man. Uh, yeah, Vivi just did. He read it out to you. Were you not listening? My question to you was simple, all right? When you, as a human being, reflexively leap away from a snake's track, is that an instinct? Yes. Oh, okay, good. So what, why is that an instinct, but the other thing isn't? It's due to genetic memory. The, no, but you, the, you didn't... <laughs> you just repeated yourself, dude. I asked what the difference was. I mean, look up the fucking definitions of the word, man. No, no, no. I have looked them up. I'm asking you what yeah. you think the difference Read is. the articles. It specifically tells you. Dude, dude. Put it in your own words. Come on. I think what he said, um, I still think it's a language. Uh, he definitely didn't, doesn't mean that it's like, uh, invent, uh, like um, a memory, how we mean it in a human sense. But I'm pretty. Oh, he left. Oof. But but basically, um, I think what he meant was is like computer memory. No, but the there's like it's not even like computer memory though. He isn't using it like that. That's what I'm saying. Is memory means different things. He doesn't mean the neurological memory. He doesn't mean computer memory. He means genetic memory, which isn't even real memory. It doesn't. It's not what we normally call memory. It's memory only in the most general sense. Yeah, because it stores information, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But it's not like it's not like there's there's no higher level storage or organization of the information, you know. It's just like the actual act of storing it. So it's like um and it's storing and it's storing the reaction. Yeah. And not necessarily the video of the event that happened. Exactly, yes. It's not a representation of the thing that occurred. It's the reaction that is stored. And that's the distinction that he was failing to make. And that he sort of like retroactively claimed he had been making all along. So, but wait, this is important. He was making an argument. What, how was this related? Um, he was saying something about how, I don't know, the genetic... Uh, what did he call it? In the genetic imprint. Um, he was saying that. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Good question. I'm just reflecting <laughs> about that right now. I think we how this started is he asked your worldview, and then um, mm -hmm. and then we went. He went on to talk about monuments and stuff, right? Like in Washington? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, God, I don't know how it logically follows from there because I was busy looking up pyramids and yeah, obelisks. I was busy looking up pyramids and obelisks and I found that weird article. <laughs> and then uh, I was completely distracted from there. Let's I don't see. even think he knows they did. I think what he was saying, I think, was something like I I did I do recall I repeated what he said, and it was something like um because the monuments are like repeating that there must be some sort of um truth behind it. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely close to that. 
Um, all right, and um, God. So, and he was making the argument that it's true. It was definitely true. And then he corrected himself after being corrected that he meant with a very high level of confidence. Yeah, and then he said that they were basically the same. And then he claimed that because they were basically the same, they were actually the same. Oh, God. That's a lot of language. I think, <laughs> yeah. like, when we use our language, uh, I think that's how we use it in a generic sense. We, like, attempt, we exaggerate often. Make absolutes that yeah, are... Yeah, look, I, I understand, like, like, what the point of hyperbole is and that we do do that, but it's just not appropriate in a technical sense. Correct, I agree. It allows for more uh, misunderstandings. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because he tried to say that it was impractical. <laughs> well, I mean, when you when you're trying to get a point to another person, it's it's important to have your language as concise as possible. Like, some, we need that you try. You need to develop a mutual understanding. So try to be as precise with your language as possible there. No, dude, I'm trying to, like, I'm being disingenuous if I do that with him, apparently. 